up my podcast listeners this is your host Rafael Matuszewski and I'm really excited to bring a compilation episode to you guys right now um we're going to be looking at four particular episodes where we're going to look at mental health perfectionism how there's more to life than just food and diets and constantly exercising and looking at overall happiness levels. I think a lot of people who get into fitness and health tend to fall into this trap, this you know negative corner of the fitness industry that everything has to be revolved around what you're putting in your mouth going to the gym, getting your calories in, getting your steps in, going on diets constantly. And there's more to life than just dieting nonstop, you know, busting your ass in the gym every single day or punishing yourself for eating something that doesn't really fall in line with your so-called diet. And this is probably the biggest mistake that every single person does like I did it too like no one's perfect but if I can convince you otherwise that there's more to life then your motivation and consistency for this year and next year are going to be a lot easier compared to you grinding it out every single week hoping to see this drastic change when we both know it takes time to influence tissue change losing fat and keeping it off So I wanted to bring these four episodes that I recorded about three three to four years ago that really shed light on this topic. So I'm really excited to bring this compilation episode together. So let's get right into it. We are going to start this episode and I'm going to try to keep it quick because right now it is 10 p.m., I'm in my Airbnb, I'm using minimal equipment right now, and I gotta wake up tomorrow and drive home, and it's gonna be a good six and a half hour drive, so I'm gonna wrap this up as fast as possible. But I promise you, I will give you some great information. So lately, I've been getting a lot of people adding me on Facebook who are, you know, I will call them fitness enthusiasts, but the common like trend I see because every friend request I get on Facebook, which by the way, if you are a avid listener to my show or if you've just stumbled upon my show, feel free to add me on Facebook because you know what happens when you add me on Facebook? I actually message you right away. Yes. And you know what? That's one of my pet peeves. If you listen to my episodes previously, I absolutely hate other people in my industry where you add them on Facebook, Instagram, or whatever social platform, and you reach out to them and go, hey, like, a big fan of your work. Um, thank you so much for accepting me or whatever. And they don't answer you back. Like, what the fuck? I hate that. And I remember when I experienced that, I told myself, when I start building a name for myself, I will 
message every single person that likes my shit or adds me on Facebook or whatever it is. And I kept true to that. And all the people listening who added me on Facebook know this. So the moment you add me on Facebook, I will message you and say, hey, whatever your name is, and I'll ask you, how did you find me? And was it my podcast? And then we'll actually have a conversation. We will go back and forth a little bit. And that's another thing is like, you know, some coaches will go far as, yes, I'll answer you, but I'm not going to engage with you at all. No, I'm making a relationship with you. You know, it's beyond just this podcast and having you on my Facebook so I can, like, post more shit so then you buy my shit. No, I want to help as many people as possible. And then my next question is, what episodes have you listened to and which ones are the most helpful? And what's the interesting thing is a lot of people actually really enjoy my solo episodes where I ramble on about random shit that comes to about fitness and health. And the interesting thing is when I ask people what they're struggling with the most, it always comes down to the most basic, core, fundamental stuff. But because there's so much information out there like there's so much freaking information about nutrition and training it's really hard to decipher what's best for you now the best analogy i have is everybody everybody needs to focus on the basics because i'll get people who are, have been struggling with weight loss their entire life. And then they'll ask me a question like, so how many grams of sugar should I be eating? And I'm like, I would worry about your, you know, two cups of water a day routine than how much sugar you're consuming. People will always look for the most compl- complicated approach. They'll look for the most difficult approach they'll look for the most like absurd sounding like it almost has to be painful of an experience so you know in your head you think oh the more painful my process is the better results I'll get no it's the complete opposite it's doing mundane tasks over and over and over again for a long period of time to see your weight drop down for you to gain some muscle, lean out, and stay fit your entire life. There's no, I'm going to do the ketogenic diet for six weeks and lose a bunch of weight. I'm going to go paleo really hard and not going to cheat at all. I'm going to try intermittent fasting for the first time and bitch and complain my first week at work about how I'm not eating. Like These things can get you to that goal in your head, but for the most part, the general population doesn't need some fancy schmancy thing it's like you need a car to get you from point a to point b for work but instead you're trying to save up and buy a ferrari to do the same job it's like no you just need a freaking honda civic to drive you from point a to point b you don't need a ferrari to do that you know what i mean 
sure, you can buy a Ferrari down the road to show off, and that's where the keto diet goes. That's where the paleo diet goes, and that's where intermittent fasting goes. Those are like the cherries on top when you've developed the right skill set. Right, that's another thing. Imagine if you had to buy your very first car right when you got your license and you decided that you were gonna get a Ferrari. The chances of you crashing that thing is really high because you don't have the experience to actually you know, maneuver that vehicle safely with the amount of power behind it, right? You'd have a higher success rate if you had a Honda Civic where you know, going from zero to 50 miles an hour is not going to, you know, be, I don't know how fast Ferrari is, three seconds, for example, right? Focus on the most simplest things that you can think of. And it might sound silly, but things like, you know, are you drinking enough water? Are you sleeping long enough? Are you eating vegetables at every single meal? Like really simple stuff where you think it's not going to add up. But the moment you start seeing little things improve your health, you'll be all over it. You know, people start worrying about how many calories should I be eating? And, you know, if you are eating decently and you kept along that for a long period of time, you will see results. The stuff that sets you back is, I'm going to try going on a diet for like six weeks doing really, really strict rules. And then you go, oh, I can't take this shit anymore. I need to stop and pig out on all the foods that I wasn't allowed to do and have. And then you go into this weird cycle of overeating and then you can't stop yourself and you're like, what the hell's going on with me? And then you're like, oh, I gotta do another diet again to like reset or reboot my whole system. Like, no, you need to do all the boring stuff to get the results you want. And another, I love analogies. Another analogy is like Muhammad Ali. Think about all the freaking training sessions he had to do in boxing every day for hours without end. He had to do that every single day. And he got to show off all of his hard work, you know, a couple times a year where he had that giant fight night to show off his progress, to show that he was better than the other person. It's the same thing. You know, you need to put in the work every single day that you probably won't enjoy. See, that's the other thing too, is people think, you know, exercise and eating right should be like some awesome experience. Like nobody wakes up, they're like, oh yeah, I can't wait to eat, you know, freaking turkey, lean ground turkey and my broccoli and steamed carrots and whatever other vegetable you can think of. No one's like that. Come on. Some coaches, some people that are really obsessed with their bodies, sure. But for the average person, you're not waking up thinking about that. You don't wake up and you're like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to work out today. No, no one's like that. But the same thing goes for your teeth when you brush them in the morning. You don't get excited about it. It's just It just has to be done. But if you can find ways to make it more exciting, like do it with a friend or, you know, here's another analogy – for all those who are married, 
like myself, I find it actually really fun when we brush our teeth together and we do stupid shit because we have our own little world where if people saw us in public, they would think we were fucking crazy. But, you know, that mundane task doesn't even matter anymore because I get to spend it with someone I really, really love. And, you know, you don't have to be in love with a training partner, but I'm just saying, like, having a friend go through the same experience with you or your spouse will make things a lot easier because now you're going through the the same process together. So to kind of wrap this up, I think a lot of people miss their target when it comes to fitness and health and they think that they have to do a very difficult thing and you know the the media that we consume doesn't help it because the people we follow are the extreme examples so you know a lot of guys look up to the rock and they're like man i gotta be like him and then they find out that he wakes up at like 4 a.m. every day and works out for two hours and then goes and has like a 16-hour work day. The average person can't do that. What we see on social media and magazines are the 1% in the world that are able to have bodies like that. You know, the idea in your head of how your weight loss is supposed to look like is a lot Different than it's actually supposed to be. Because our definition, our vision of what health is, is what we see on social media that's perfect and what's on magazine covers that people assume is perfect. Like, do you know how difficult it is to actually have a shredded six-pack all year round? All the stuff that you would actually would have to give up in order to look like that. Like, it's pretty surreal. And I remember reading... A blog or article about where they interviewed 20 professional models, both men and women, and they interviewed them on, you know, how their lives are. And they basically have to be photo shoot ready within four weeks, meaning the entire year they're keeping it such a small percentage of body fat just to be ready for a photo shoot so they can make a living. And a lot of them. Like, one guy was saying that he couldn't even have a beer all year round. He would have to say no to social events. Now, imagine, can you give up social events for the rest of your life if you want to look like that person? Probably not. Maybe you need to rethink of how you want to look and how your body will look if you, you know, kept 80% of those habits that those professional models are and 20% that room to enjoy life, right? A lot of people don't have the right priorities when it comes to this stuff. There's, their black and white is you're either overweight and disgusting and shredded and camera ready all year round. There's nothing in between. And that's, that's what screws a lot of people up. They don't see the in between. They see that end result that you're on the cover of a magazine. And that's, that's, that's bullshit. Like, that's, that shouldn't be people's goals. Like, that would be me saying, you know, because I, I don't know, I used to skateboard a lot in high school. You know, but for me to be actually a professional where I make a living from it is there's a huge gap between me being pretty good and being to that level. That's like if you play pickup basketball on the weekends and saying to yourself, I'm going to play professionally one day. That's not going to happen. 
just like that 1% of the models out there that are shredded year-round. So please, please, please focus on the basics. Focus on the fundamentals. You know, if you Google search how to lose weight, for example, you will definitely find an article where it'll tell you to eat a diet high in protein, low in carbs, and lots of vegetables. But when you read that, you're like, mm, that doesn't seem right. No, it is right. If you followed that guideline along with adequate sleep and did that for two years straight, you will definitely meet the goals that you have and your life will change for the better. So without further ado, let's get into this episode and talk about keeping a balance in your life. So a big, big, big mistake that I see a lot that people do is going down the rabbit hole of, hey, I'm gonna get this fitness and health thing a try and I'm gonna do a complete 180 degree change in my lifestyle and cut everybody out of my life, cut every single thing that I like about my life and food and live this horrible chicken and broccoli in containers and working out every single day of my life. I've seen it happen and you do not want to go down this rabbit hole because you can only do it for so long and if you're one of those rare people that catches on and changes, you will down the road wake up and like be in a state of what the fuck did I do with my life and you might have some weird withdrawal, you might get into some sort of eating disorder, you might get into some really nasty stuff. So there's Fitness and health is a double-edged sword. That's the best way to describe it. So, you know, I'm very fortunate to work in a gym environment where a lot of new people come into play. And I get really excited when they, you know, start following my stuff or they read a blog that I wrote for my gym and they're like, man, I really need to hear this. And, you know, even people who've been in the industry for a while, like coaches, sometimes they forget that the basics is all you need. And, you know, that's kind of my theme, I think, for this past year on my podcast is always going back to the basics because that's what you really need to do. You don't need any advanced stuff, but for some reason, people just don't get it. Um, so I had this conversation with this brand new um, client at our gym where she came in for her first class and I could tell that she just was super motivated to, um, you know, get things started and change her whole life. And, you know, I asked her a simple question, like, you know, how many days a week are you planning to, you know, come to the gym? And she was just saying how she was planning to come in four to time, four to five times uh, a week. Which is great, but I had to educate her on the fact that, you know, is that sustainable for a long period of time? And the best advice I give to people is, you know, don't look at fitness and health as a, you know, how much can I fit into eight weeks where I'm super consistent, whereas, you know, look at it as a lifestyle change and go with baby steps. And this is exactly what I told her. I'm like, go think of this whole fitness and health thing as a marathon and not a sprint. 
you know, I've said this a bunch of times before, but I think people really need to hear it because in order, like, think about it. If you were coming from nothing and you got all this motivation, you're super excited to get started, which is great, but do you really have the time to carve out, you know, five days a week? Is something else going to be pushed aside for you to do this new thing? And, you know, I always go back to one of the books I read where, you know, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. A lot of us say yes to so many different things, and then we get to a point where we're like, holy shit, why am I doing so much? And I don't even have time to, like, sit down and really enjoy life. And sometimes when people get into this health and fitness trend, they'll cut out so many things out of their life and it hinders the relationships around them. You know, I've seen firsthand where, you know, I'm training a spouse and they get really into fitness and health and they're doing really well. Their spouse is not so supportive. One gets jealous than the other and then they end up splitting. Like, I've seen this happen. And I think just like anything in life, if you take it one step at a time and start off slow and slowly slowly introduce, you know, something new in your life, you probably have a higher chance of completing it and holding on to it for a long period of time. And I can almost make a connection to, you know, this issue we've been having in the industry where parents are trying to live through their kids by putting them into sports and really, really pushing them to become professional or play at a very high level to the point where the kid gets so sick of that sport because that's all he or she's been doing for years and years. And when it comes time to, you know, maybe go play the pros, they're like, man, I don't really want to do it anymore. Right? So think about if you got so obsessive about fitness and health that all the people around you are now like, okay, this is your only thing you're doing in your life. Like maybe you don't have time for me anymore. You know, yes, it's good to be selfish sometimes, especially when it comes to your health, but not to a point where you get obsessive about it and it affects all the people around you. Now, there is a thing where, you know, I've said it before on my show where you want to kind of audit your life and audit also the people that you spend the most time with in your circle and see if they're actually a value or asset to your life. You know, if you have, you know, loser friends that complain about every little thing, they, you know, all they do is go out and drink and complain some more, maybe that's not, you know, benefiting your life. But if you have someone like a spouse, a friend, coworker that is fully supportive of you and all they ask in return is some time from you, but you're pushing those people aside, you might end up going on the solo train. And, you know, there's more to fitness and health than just looking good. You know, you can get really obsessive of your body and get to a point where you're already so lean and you look amazing and you still are not happy with it. And this is kind of like the darker side of fitness that a lot of people don't know is like, 
you start on good intentions, you just want to move better, feel better, you start losing weight, then you're like starting to notice, you know, your results and you're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And that feeling gets really addictive and it can just be any other like, you know, addiction out there and it gets worse and worse and you just go down a dark rabbit hole and you don't want to do that. Whereas you need to start off a little bit slower. So with this client that I have in mind, you know, I told her that's great that you want to start four to five days a week, but you also have to be realistic with yourself and ask yourself this question. Can you do that for the rest of your life? And when she looked at me, she's like, you know, maybe not. And I'm like, okay, I'm happy you realize that. So you got to think of this. And I've told this story before. But for those who don't remember, you know, I tell everyone I am the worst salesman in the world. I literally had a guy come in and tell me, I want to train with you five days a week. And, you know, a lot of coaches out there in their head, they're like, holy shit, five days a week. That's this much money. This is how much money I'm going to get per month and per year, blah, 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 blah. Yes, that's all great and dandy. But is that really going to serve the client the best? So I asked the person, awesome, I'm really excited to start working with you. When was the last time you trained five days a week on your own? And the guy said, never. I'm like, okay, well, don't you think it might be a little bit better to keep you around longer term if we just started with one day a week? And I could already tell when this guy realized that in his head that like all this pressure came off his shoulders and he was like, oh... Okay, well, maybe I will have a higher chance. And the same individual eventually goes, you know, trains with me one day a week. It's part of their life. It's not too much. And then he goes, you know what? I think I'm ready for two days a week. I'm like, awesome. And then this person stays with the coach, which is me, for a longer period of time. And now that person can balance his life a little bit better than always going to the gym and neglecting other things in his life. So you really got to pay attention to the small little details and the minutia that you don't think is actually important, but it's actually right there in front of you. Sometimes you can be so blind and, you know, you'll just miss quite a bit of stuff that you don't think is important, but to everyone around you might see a little differently. So I highly, highly recommend that, you know, if you are a fitness enthusiast or someone just interested in moving and feeling better and you have this idea in your head that you have to work out every single day and eat perfectly and have this lifestyle that you've made up in your head that you think every person on Instagram is doing, you're wrong. You know, you need to find your own path. Right? It's not what you see online that makes you successful. It's the stuff that you don't see. You know, an example I like to bring up to people is that, you know, when Instagram got bought out by Facebook for like $1.3 billion, everyone's like, oh my God, I need to get into the tech world. I need to build my own app. I'm going to make a lot of money. But a lot of people didn't see or even hear that, you know, the guy who created Instagram was programming that thing for like eight years before he got that big payday. So it's really, like, translatable to fitness and health. Rather than, like, trying to jump on some ketogenic diet trend, some paleo diet trend, 
You need to put in the work. There's no easy way to do this stuff. And you having this idea that, you know, starting five days a week for two months before you're like, fuck it, I don't have time for my family, I don't have time for my job, I don't have time to always cook, and then going, you know, on a hiatus for a year before you try that shit again, it's not really going to help you in the long run. Whereas if you start off with the little baby steps and, like, I tell this to every new person I I meet. Like, you would be surprised how much you can accomplish with one workout per week and never miss it for an entire year. I've seen amazing things in my clients over the years who've done that. I've seen amazing things with one client in particular in my head that's been seeing me one day a week for 30 minutes, but has never missed a day ever with me. That's the difference. That's the thing that you got to think about. And now if you're thinking about this how I am, you know, giving away one to two hours a week of your life compared to five hours a week of training and you don't include the time that you have to drive there, drive back, get ready, shower, whatever, also prep meals, like it adds up, right? Wouldn't it be easier if you just put away one hour a week and stayed consistent with that no matter what? That's the game changer. And I want everyone to know that there's more to life than always worrying about your macros. Should I be doing carb cycling? Should I be watching how much sugar I'm taking it? How much salt should I be eating per day? No. Stick to the basics. Find balance in your life. And you will truly, truly be successful at this health and fitness game. It's all about patience and consistency. I said this over and over again, but people miss it. I don't understand why, and if I could figure that out, I'd probably be really, really wealthy. But remember, patience and consistency, and you will find the balance in your life, and you will be successful. So I'm going to leave it at that. All right, so let's get into this episode because I want to talk about something that I posted yesterday on my Instagram and Facebook if you've been following me and if you saw my post I posted a picture of like this pecan brownie and a lot of times when I meet people about like just meeting people in general and when they find out that I'm a coach they start asking me all these really really specific questions about weight loss and you know, I'm not a person to judge, but when I see people that, you know, have some weight to lose and they're really worrying about the small little, like, minutia and, like, small little details of fitness and health that they've picked up over, you know, Facebook or whatever their friends are talking about, it does not really matter to them at this point because... Here, here's a good example. You know, like in my post, I wrote that people worry about, you know, how many calories should I be eating? How many grams of protein should I be eating? How many grams of sugar should I be eating? How, what's the time for my last meal? Like, what should I do right after my workout? Like, what's my window of opportunity? Like, all these small little details when they don't have the most basic concept, you know, mastered. And I see this even with my online coaching clients where, you know, we're building a base and then they'll email me and go, so I heard about, 
the paleo diet or intermittent fasting or the keto diet, like, I should be doing this, right? And it's like, no, like, focus on the basics. You know, so in my post, I was talking about, you know, I was in Whistler. I could easily worry about how many calories I'm taking in if the next thing I eat has enough protein to be able to, you know, get to my threshold of uh, protein intake for the day, or I can actually live life and enjoy it, right? There is a time and place where you can get super specific to what you're doing and, you know, see really great results, but then you can't do that for the rest of your life. And if you've been following my podcast for a while and listened to maybe the last month, month and a half, where I spoke about how I went on like a, a small cutting diet where I actually tracked every single calorie, every single gram of protein, fat, and carb to make sure I was able to cut weight because I wanted to see how fast I could do it. And I went from weighing in around 167 down to 150 in basically six weeks but I was such on a rigid um, diet and that's another thing that I tell people is that you know if you are looking to try a new diet or a new way of eating you got to ask yourself if you can do it for the rest of your life the answer is no then it's not really good like you need to find a balance and you know my last solo episode where I heard a quote that if you're not happy, you're not healthy, it like rings so true when it comes to choosing the way you eat for the rest of your life. Like you can definitely have times during the year where you pay a little bit closer attention to all the mundane details. Sure, why not? But don't overdo it and become obsessive. This is why I don't like giving my clients Taking them down the route of let's count some calories, let's figure out what your macros are and stuff like that because, you know, one, it's really good, but at the same time, it comes down to um, some obsessive behaviors. I've seen it happen where people get so obsessive about it that when I tell them, all right, you know, we're going to go through a phase of not counting calories and just start listening to our bodies. We're going to eat until we feel full. We're going to just eat based on how you fill your plate and they're like okay awesome great idea you know like tracking calories is kind of stressful for me and then they get to a point where they're still doing it even though I asked them to stop and then they get so wrapped up into every single calorie that they take that if you know in my situation they went to a place over the weekend and decided to you know be outside of their environment where everything's planned and they're like, oh, I can't have that brownie with my coffee because it's, I don't know what the calorie content is. I don't have my little scale to weigh it. Like, that's what you don't want. You know, if you had to plan out your whole year, think about making better choices for a full year and that's gonna add over time. And then if you decide that, you know, for one month, you're gonna track all your calories, track all your protein, your carbs, your fats, and whatever, to really pay attention to what's going on in your body, sure, and then you stop. Because what's gonna happen, and I've seen this too, is that 
people go on their initial weight loss, they start tracking, they lose a bunch of weight, and then they see that because they started tracking, that was their determining factor of success. So now they think that by tracking um, calories, that's the only way to get to their goal. But that's that's not what it is. You're, you're going to fall into a trap of like, if I keep cutting my calories, if I keep cutting my calories, I can lose more weight, I can lose more weight. And you get to a point where you're eating like 600 to 800 calories and you're like, what the hell am I doing with my life? You don't want to get to that point. You know, for some reason, fitness and health, like, it, it, people just think that it has to be this horrible experience where you're really really cutting everything out of your life that you enjoy and that shouldn't be it you need to find a balance and it's really difficult to find that balance and i think that's the reason why a lot of people fail at this you know when people don't see the results they're looking for i kind of put them in categories the first category is they're actually not self-aware enough to actually see what they're doing and this is where I go, okay, let's track your calories for three days and just see what you're doing. And when people do that, like I suggest everyone who's listening who's kind of new to fitness and health is for the next three days, track what you're eating. Don't worry about making it look good or being more conscious of, oh, I'm going to eat more vegetables today. I'm going to eat more protein today. Just whatever you do. And I guarantee that you're either under eating calories or overeating calories and under eating protein and I've had my clients do this and they all are like astonished like holy crap I didn't know I under eat protein and a simple thing to do is just increase your protein like it blows my mind because I always get the same questions over and over again about the most simplest things how to lose weight and I ask people like okay well how's your sleep how's um your protein intake and they're like oh that's pretty good and then when I get them to actually track it they're like holy crap I can't believe I'm only sleeping five hours a night I can't believe that I'm only eating 50 grams of protein I always thought that oatmeal had a lot of protein in it. it's like no focus on those little things so I think to end this because I was kind of rambling you need to find a balance when it comes to fitness and health and all the coaches listening that kind of get frustrated with their clients, you got to understand that they're not like you, where you wake up and you're super excited to go work out and you can't wait to eat what's in your Tupperware container. Clients and people that are not like us find this very difficult. So if you portray that there's a balance to it, you know, just like say you're preparing to run your first half marathon, you know, during, I don't know, an 8 to 12 week period, you'd probably be running a lot. But after you've done that half marathon, you're probably not going to be running the same amount. You'd probably scale it back. So just like with healthy eating, maybe you look at 8 to 12 weeks where you're going to pay really close attention to how many calories you're taking in, how much protein you're taking in. And then when you finish that, scale it back a little bit because some of those good habits of you tracking is going to carry over. If you know exactly that, you know, when you put your plate of food down that six ounces of chicken breast is roughly this size, you can actually eyeball it every time you go eat and that's going to transfer over. I find that, you know, if you cut it 
cut like short amounts of being really strict and rigid and then relaxing after just a little bit will guide you in the right direction rather than always being super rigid. Like the people you see on Instagram and Facebook that are super shredded and eat the same thing every single day, I guarantee you they're not really that happy with themselves. Like the only time I think you should look like that is if you are getting paid to be on magazine covers. And I've read and I've met professional fitness models that they can't enjoy anything really in life. They can't go out with their friends. They can't go out to family dinners unless they bring their own food with them. And they're super cranky all the time. They constantly get phone calls from photographers that will ask them, hey, in two weeks, we need you to be photo shoot ready. They have to be rigid all the time. And if you look at like even professional sports where, you know, say someone in the NFL where they start their football career as a little child and all they do is listen to orders where they're like, show up at this place, do your practice, go work out, and it's constantly rigid like that and they just go show up. Then you look at all the professional athletes that retire, they all gain a bunch of weight and you're like, oh, what the hell happened? It's because all that structure is left. Everything's not, everything was done for them. Now it's up to them. So think about it this way. If you're constantly rigid like a professional athlete and you just suddenly stopped, you have a high chance of a rebound effect. So why not be rigid in short bursts and leave some space in between? And that's why I like the idea of like, you know, four to 12 weeks per year, you can be rigid, focus on what you got to do. And the rest of the year, you know, enjoy life. If you go away for the weekend, you don't have to double think about, oh, I can't have two beers because that's going to go over my calories. Just fucking have the two beers. It's not going to kill you. You know, a lot of people think that the moment they have one treat, that's going to destroy their whole progress. And that's not what's going to happen. You know, no one got fit by eating two salads during the week. It's the constant, you know, reoccurrence of that salad. Like if you were eating salad every single day for the next three months straight, that's where you're going to start seeing progress. So the same thing. If you're going to eat a treat every single day for the next three months, yeah, you're going to gain weight. You're not going to see the progress you want. Hopefully all of that made sense because this is just like all the stuff running through my head. Um, Everyone who's struggling with fitness and health right now, don't feel like you need to be calorie counting and being so precise on everything. Don't worry about how many grams of fat you should be taking, how many grams of sugar you should be eating. Like as long as you're eating vegetables and protein, almost every single day with some cheats here and there, you're good to go, honestly. Like, it's the long game. Nothing will happen fast for you. Like, if you go from a cellular level, fat cells take the longest to overturn to disappear on your body. Whereas if you look at the blood vessels in us, the moment you take a breath in for oxygen and then breathe out, that turnover of those cells are like instant. So when you look at the human body, fat cells are like the last thing to turn over. It takes so much time. And that's why it's so difficult. You can't speed up 
nature. You can't speed up how your body works. Like there's no, there's nothing out there that's gonna speed up the process other than being patient and doing things consistently. So I'm gonna end it there. Hopefully you got something out of it. Feel free to reach out, email me, add me on Facebook, Instagram, do what you gotta do. So today I'm gonna try to keep this under 10 minutes and not get super rambly like I usually do because I just showered. It's nine o'clock and I kind of want to lay in bed and watch a movie with the wife. So that is why I want to keep this as short as possible. So I had a request to do a part two to falling off a wagon in one of my solo episodes way, way back and give some, you know, concrete steps on what to do if you have fallen off the so-called wagon. And it's really simple. You start back to the basics. And I think if you've been listening to my show for a while, I've been always talking about how you need to always go back to the basics. So I've actually had many clients and one of my nutrition coaching clients right now went through this very same scenario. You know, this person was probably the most, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. He was the most dedicated client I've ever, I've ever had when it came to nutrition. And they, you know, always wanted more. They would email me every single day. And I think I brought this up on my show before where they ghosted me, they just disappeared, and then they reached out back to me. And, you know, because the results came so quickly and it kind of became obsessive and not a healthy relationship with food, they spiraled out of control, went into a binge eating cycle, and they wanted to get back to where they were and basically ask me, what do I do now? And I go, you know, we need to start from square one. And, you know, it might feel like you're taking a step back, but really you're just reinforcing the old habits that you had developed before. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like, you know, you miss the gym for a month. Going back to it, you're not really looking forward to it because it's going to be kind of a grind and you know after that initial week of being super sore and you're like oh my god I can't believe I you know stopped for this long it gets a little bit easier and it comes back a lot quicker than you imagined and nutrition is the same thing like if you you know went through a spell of eating super clean doing really well and then there was like you know, here's a good example. Summer is about to end, and summer is usually a time when people kind of, you know, let go of the reins when it comes to being so-called good with their nutrition. And they get to a point where they're like, oh, my God, I've lost control. What do I do? Every weekend I'm eating like crap. I'm drinking like crazy. I never turn down a barbecue. I just, I just don't want to eat unhealthy anymore. And that's okay. You know, people will go through these situations where they get to a point where like, holy crap, what am I doing? And that I honestly think is just part of the journey. And it's just 
you know, a stepping stone that, you know, say next summer to see if you're going to react the same way or are you going to be self-aware enough to be like, okay, not this summer. And I have another client where she last summer, you know, said, hey, I'm going to drop down to only one day a week, but I'm going to keep that one day. And because I know in summer I'm going to be always gone every weekend. I'm going to take a long weekend off, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But the issue was when she came back to reality during the week where she had to show up for the workout, it was really easy for her to be like, oh, you know, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to cancel. And that one cancel turned into two weeks, then three weeks, then four, then show up once. And then the whole summer she was gone. And then came back in October and was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. So I said, you know, this is part of the journey. Don't feel bad. We're going to get you back to where you were. And let's just start with the basics. And then she became really consistent. And then this summer hit. And she was like, she told me, she's like, I'm really worried about the summer. I don't want the same repeat. And I'm like, don't worry. We're going to stay committed. And... You know, it was kind of tough, but she showed up most of the summer, and then she told me, like, you know, I don't feel that I'm progressing anymore, and I'm like, hold up, what happened last summer? And to be realistic, she didn't show up until October. There was from June all the way to October where she did not show up at all. I'm like, you're showing up. That's the most important part. You just got to show up. So any time you feel that you've fallen off the wagon of your, your diet, your workout regimen, or whatever it is, just remember you can restart. You always have new opportunities to restart. It's just what separates from people being successful is the next time you restart, when you're presented with a new, the same challenge that you had before, You take a second to evaluate that situation where you're like, I can be like I was last year or six months ago when this happened, or I can do something different in this situation. And it can be a small little thing. Like, say in the past, if you had, I don't know, Greek food in front of you, and usually you would fill your face with so much food that you can't move. And then this time where you're presented with Greek food, rather than doing that, you eat to whatever 80 to 90% full and you don't feel like you need to like take a nap after. That's a huge win. You know, a lot of people complicate, you know, nutrition and health where if it's not perfect, then it's not worth it. But that's just stupid. Like you need to have fail in order to succeed. But for some reason, everyone in nutrition, the nutrition world thinks that it has to be perfect. So my advice for anyone who falls off the wagon and what steps they need to take is go with the most basic mundane task you can think of that is almost stupid to say out loud. And it can literally be like, I need to start drinking three liters of water again. And for someone who was, you know, progressing so far, thinking about, oh, I need to make sure I'm drinking water almost sounds stupid and almost insulting, but you just need to, like, reawaken those good habits. 
And if you always fall back to your basics, this is why it's so, so important. They will lead you to long-term success. Because when those get hammered out where they just happen no matter what, even in the worst case scenario where you decide to go travel to the Caribbean for three months, they will be instilled within you. And even if you fall back a little bit, you still have so much groundwork behind you. So at any time you feel like you've fallen off the wagon, brush it off and start with the basics. You know, the basics that you hammered out before might have taken a year to develop, but you falling off the wagon and then trying them again from square one might not take a year. It might take three months. It might take a month just to, like, you know, almost like riding a bike. Like, you never forget. They're always going to be there. So give yourself some grace. Don't feel like you failed and you know it's the end of the world i think this whole all or nothing idea when it comes to fitness and health needs to stop and i don't think you know social media which i'm going to talk about right now because this kind of bugs me is that a lot of people go on instagram to get inspiration on how they're supposed to look or how their food is supposed to look but everyone on social media who's posting so-called health and fitness, you know, inspiration are posting pictures of themselves or their food in the most perfect situation. You're never going to see an Instagram model or a fitness model on Instagram posting a picture of themselves in the worst possible scenario. You're never going to see that. And it just seems silly to me to think that that's going to make you more motivated to be like that perfect person in the perfect situation. There is no perfect when it comes to fitness and health. And a quote that I heard recently makes so much sense to me when it comes to fitness and health. If you're not happy, you're not healthy. And really think about that for a second. Are you happy right now with what you're doing for your fitness and health? If the answer is no, then you're not healthy. Remember, happiness should come before any, you know, weight loss goal. Is losing 10 pounds really going to make you happy? Or is it just something you've made up in your head that you think is what success is when it comes to fitness and health? Happiness is subjective and different for everyone. You know, you can be who you are right now, and maybe happiness is just you being able to walk 5K, where someone else is being able to run a full marathon without stopping. So always fall back to the basics. Falling off the wagon is not a bad thing. It's going to happen. It's not going to be perfect. And if you are not happy, you're not healthy. Really think about that. And I guarantee that things and your perspective will change in your life. And just remember, whatever you're doing, trust the process and just keep going. Don't let anyone out there change the perspective of what's going on in your life because most likely you're doing the right things. It's just you haven't waited long enough to see the result and give yourself some grace. Don't be so hard on yourself. You freaking got this, and I believe in you. 
So I'm going to end it there because I'm going to continue rambling on with all my emotions and feelings right now. So thank you so much for listening. Share, 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 share this podcast with your friends and family. And I'm going to continue giving you the best fitness and health info out there in the world. That's it for me, you guys. Have an awesome weekend.